Welcome to our podcast channel, brought to you by the British Chamber of Commerce in Singapore. Subscribe to our channel as we provide you with curated content and in-depth conversations by industry experts and leaders across Singapore, ASEAN and the United Kingdom. In the next episode of Meet the Committee, we sit down with Andrew Ashman, Head of Loan Syndicate for Asia-Pacific at Barclays and the Chair of our Diversity and Inclusion Committee. Andrew shares with us about the committee's plans and progress in the DNI space, key events such as the Chamber's annual diversity photo competition, and how the Chamber's DNI partner, Barclays, is continuing to create diverse and inclusive teams. We hope you enjoy the podcast. My name is David Kelly. I'm the Executive Director of the British Chamber of Commerce in Singapore. And throughout this series, we're delving into the amazing work that our committees are doing within the Chamber. Today, I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Andrew Ashman, Head of Loan Syndicate APAC at Barclays Bank and Chair of our Diversity and Inclusion Business Committee. Andrew, a really warm welcome to you. Great. Thank you, David, for having me. I guess just to start off, can you tell us a little bit about your journey to Singapore? How did the opportunity arise? How did you get to Singapore? I believe you've been here for about 10 years, so you must have seen a lot change in that time. So just be good to get a a, a bit of an update for our listeners on on your background. Yeah, sure. So I was asked to move to Singapore by my my company. I think like most people, I planned to come for uh, two to three years, uh, arrived and uh, really couldn't couldn't leave the place. Uh, I I love living here. I think it's a, a fantastic place to live. It was a place I knew before moving. I'd been on business and also traveling across Southeast Asia. So I was aware of, of kind of the city as it stood. Uh, it wasn't completely alien, but really seen a different aspect of it since uh, since living here and, and really enjoyed the, the, the way of life in Singapore. So no plans to, to leave anytime soon. Can you talk to us a little bit about the committee itself? So diversity inclusion, obviously a, a hugely important topic in the business community here in Singapore. What, what sort of things do the committee try to address? We've got a fantastic committee, a real passionate group of, of people from all different walks of, of the community. If I think of, about the, the committee, we're, we're very engaged across all the four pillars. The, the four pillars of, of DNI that we're really focused on are race and multiculturalism, uh, LGBT, age and disability. And then we also work very closely with the Women in Business Committee on gender issues as well. So real good level of engagement across the, the committee. What we really try to do are, are three things. Firstly, educate the BritChamp members on DNI policies, on DNI initiatives, things that are happening in the world at the moment, and really giving a, a level of education to, to our members about some of the things that they should be aware about. The second aim of the committee is really to showcase what some of the corporates are doing what we find is that there are a lot of multinationals who are rolling out very strategic and very high-level DNI initiatives. Uh, and really, we want to, to use the, the BritChamp platform to showcase some of the best practices that are available in the market. What we find, this particularly helps the SMEs in the membership, those that don't have the resources or, or, or the network or, or the, the size of, of corporate to justify having a dedicated DNI function. And it helps those guys get up to speed and, and really understand a little bit what's happening in the diversity and inclusion space at, at the moment. And then the third area is, is networking. 
Uh, and networking's incredibly important for for all all committees, but for for diversity and inclusion, I think it's even more important so that you can get to know your your colleagues, get to know your your peer members, get to understand a little bit more informally about what's happening in in diversity and inclusion. And as you say, it is such an important topic. Um, and a lot of people have got a lot of different views. So it's it's good to get people together and, and talk about these things. Uh, and a thank you from us as well, because we're a small organisation of 13 people and the committee <laughs> helped us with our diversity, inclusion and sustainability statement that we put out last year, which we're, which we're very passionate about. So thank you for your support on that. Good. I'm glad you benefited. <laughs> uh, absolutely. You've organised some brilliant events, and uh, you know, especially with the support from from Barclays more broadly as title sponsors of our diversity and inclusion activity, our women in business activity. Each year, you celebrate a diversity photography competition. Can you just tell our listeners a little bit about the competition, who enters, and why that's so important for the committee and the chamber? Yeah, it's actually one of my one of my favourite events that that we have. It's it's a really nice way of of getting a really big group of people together, really understanding what diversity and inclusion means for individuals. And when you see some of the entries come in, you realize how diverse the, the, the business community is in Singapore. We, we normally get over, over 200 entries coming in, and they really do focus on those four pillars that I, I mentioned earlier. It can be anything from multiculturalism to, to disability to, to age or, or LGBT. So you get a huge variety of people just really demonstrating what, what they think diversity and inclusion means to them. Um, and some very personal and very poignant pictures, which uh, is, is a, really, a really nice event and, and really brings out the best in, in the community. Last week, we were really pleased to talk to Luciana, the chair of the Women in Business Committee, who also works for, for Barclays. And I know that you as a company are huge advocates of DNI. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the processes and, and uh, objectives that Barclays have in place to support this agenda? Yeah, sure. So as, a, as an employee, and I've been with Barclays for over 15 years, I, I've really seen diversity and inclusion evolve. And, and the way that I see it working in, in our organisation it's both from a top-down and a bottom-up kind of principle. All our senior management are, are very, very dedicated to diversity and inclusion. It's, a, it's an area that gets a lot of support and a lot of vocal support from senior people across the bank. But at the same time, we've also got a number of employee groups on the ground, groups that are, are there to support different pillars of diversity and inclusion. And they're incredibly active. They, they get a lot of membership. They do a lot of events. And it's really, it's really important, I think, to have both the, the, the senior management guiding the direction of diversity and inclusion, but also people on the ground really getting involved and, and pushing the agenda from, from, um, from the bottom upwards as well. So I, I've really seen it's, it's been very effective to have those, that dual approach uh, in, in my organization. I think that's really interesting. I mean, a few weeks ago, we, we hosted a podcast with Larissa Tan, the, um, the CEO of Vanda Electrics. And one of her key statements was that diversity in the workplace really adds to all the different skill sets that make a successful organization. Turning back to your comments around supporting, especially the SMEs within the membership that might not have the infrastructure as a larger organizations might have to, to look at this as a topic internally. What are some of the advantages of companies putting in DNI objectives and, and and support mechanisms for growth? I think for me personally, I, I've really seen the benefit of having a diverse team. Um, I, I've come from a, an industry where historically teams weren't that diverse. I've seen how teams operate 
when they become more diverse. And I think you get a huge amount of challenge. Um, I think you get um, basically it checks and balances. Any any, any business decision that, that is made is is done by a it's done by a diverse group of people. It is usually looked at from different perspectives. And you usually get a much better outcome. So from a personal perspective, I've seen some huge benefits in having diverse teams, look at business problems, look at executing on, on business strategies. I really do think it creates a benefit to, to, to those situations. One of the things that we've done as a chamber is I've certainly started looking at our vendors and some of their DNI policies that they have. And from a vendor diversity perspective, working with companies that align to the same values that you've got, I think that's quite a powerful statement. I think it's quite important for us to, to work with partners that are aligned with our objectives around the DNI piece. Just the committee player part in this, is that something that is raised as a, as a topic? Um, it's, it's actually not something that we've actively discussed. I think you know, we, we've been more focused on educating, on, on, on providing those, those showcasing the more specific topics such as how to build inclusiveness within the organization. We haven't actually looked at, at supplier relationships and, and making sure that you're, you're aligned with your supplier and, and vice versa. But I, I think that's a really interesting, interesting topic. And it's, it's probably something that we should table for a, for a future a future events uh, when we get back on the uh, stage again. In terms of sort of looking at important values for for you as an employee within Barclays, um, you obviously work with with lots of your colleagues around around the region. Does the DNI slant or the pillars of focus does it change across offices? I, I think diversity and inclusion is is certainly in different stages in in different countries. If I think in my organisation, it, it's it's always been something that's been very important and uh, encouraged in any office across the globe. And you see that as a common culture coming coming through. But when I talk to some of my peers or some other people uh, in, in other countries, in, in other markets, you, you do feel that some countries are, are more advanced than others. I think Singapore being a, a very multicultural city, being a city where there are um, you know, there's a lot of tolerance for different people. I, I do think Singapore is is more advanced in in many of the topics of, of DNI than perhaps some of the other places across the region, um, and that that really benefits when you you look at the quality of of the the, the business that's being done here. I, I think it really really does shine through. That's really that's really interesting. What more can the chamber do to support the objectives of the committee? Is there is there more that we can do within sort of our broader networks to help your output and your activities? I, I think I think Chamber's doing a fantastic job, really having that platform to to showcase some of the the work we're doing. I think there's some great great work's been done across the the chamber. I, I think really to to improve and to build on what we're doing is just getting more people involved, just making sure as many people understand what the the DNI agenda is all about, understanding some of the topics that are coming up globally and communicating those to our members. But overall, a very, very complimentary of the, the chamber and the staff and the, and the team and, and the good work that, that you're all doing. That's good to hear. Thanks, Andrew. So it's always good to hear. <laughs> I'm talking to you at a very interesting time for business at the moment with the COVID-19 pandemic still very much impacting a lot of businesses here. Obviously, one of the things that, that we've learned as an organization, as a small team, is that we can all work remotely. And, you know, being in the office and being inclusive and allowing everybody to have a voice and, you know, to look after people whilst they've been working at home is, has been really, really important. Is this a good opportunity for companies to really look at their DNI at the moment in terms of 
how they're engaging with employees in digital means and how we can be more inclusive as we start scaling up businesses when the economy picks up. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a, a golden opportunity really to, to drill down into diversity and inclusion. Now, even more so than, than ever before, it's, it's important to have a high-performing team. And, and the way to get a high-performing team is to, to build inclusivity, to build diversity. I think there's a lot of focus on mental health issues at the moment. We're, we're seeing that coming through the committee. Some of the members are, are asking about that specifically with COVID. And, and you mentioned the questionnaire earlier. That's certainly been a topic that's that's been raised in the questionnaire by some of our, our BritTrack members, that mental health is a critical and critically important topic to really understand and to, to highlight within the, within the community. But I, I do genuinely think that this is a, a great opportunity to, to really build on those DNI initiatives going forward. Do you feel there are going to be less barriers in the future? Do you feel sort of a, a slightly more dispersed sort of hybrid workforce and working from home, working in the office, it provides yeah, a, yeah. Provides a really good platform? That's right. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But also it provides more challenges as well. It's, it, it, yeah, I think with any change, you, you get opportunities, but you also have have more challenge. And and I guess the key challenge at the moment is keeping business, keeping teams cohesive and, and aligned and it's it's more and more important to to have a, a good communication strategy on board and, and be able to talk to your employees and your your team members clearly and honestly and, and candidly. So I think that's that's a key a key learning from from this period. That's good to hear. The committees are now meeting virtually because we can't hold meetings in our office for obvious reasons. But has that been a good experience in terms of still allowing the committee to get together and share their ex- expertise and experience? You know, through through this pandemic. Yeah, it has. And uh, it, it has kind of made us think about what we're doing and, and some of the messages that we were delivering. I, I think we've kind of moved our objectives slightly so that we're, we're focused on some of the topics that are, are impacting teams dur- during COVID. Um, and mental health is a, a great example of that. But it also means that we, we've had to communicate better. We, we've had to make sure that we're not missing things I think when you're getting together as a group in a in a room, it's very important to to not lose that cohesion that you have as a group. So it's, it is important to have that communication. But I, I do think video Zoom calls and Microsoft Teams are doing a great job to to try and get back to that that kind of dynamic. So for our listeners and, and specifically our SMEs, have you have you got sort of two or three things that businesses can do to enhance their their DNI policies in their organisations? Well, I think key at the moment is is really listening to to the to the employees. It's very clear that you need to engage frequently. Um, you need to to have a you need to really go out to your employees, and it can be questionnaires, a little bit like the kind of process that we've kicked off with BritChat members. Um, I, I think going out to your employees and, and asking them what they think of the DNI policies, what can be done better, where do we need to challenge? I, I think that's a that's a, a key initiative. Um, and that's the first step in in really understanding where you sit on the on the evolution of, of diversity and inclusion, and, and then it's it's really sharing the, those best practices with with other peers in the market, and that's what we're trying to enable here at Britchamp is really be that back platform to allow companies to share what they're doing and, and and learn from others as well at the same time. 
I'm really personally very passionate about diversity and how lots of people think very differently based on their backgrounds and how that has a massive impact for organizations. And one of the things I'm just really keen on trying to sort of be much more cohesive and and sort of bring Singapore and the UK together in in a way that adds value to businesses. Is that something that you support in terms of thinking the aptitude and the attitude piece and, you know, supporting that growth of, of and, and helping other people to grow in different areas within organizations in, in different ways? No, it definitely is. And I think I think part of what we what we've done, all of us as as members, we've we've moved to Singapore, we've we've experienced what it's like living in different cultures and, and how you yeah. have to be more understanding in certain things, you have to be more flexible. Uh, of certain things, and and I guess all all the members in Britchamp have have that attribute. What's probably quite important is to talk to some of the the local pe- people, people who are coming up through the ranks, who who potentially will be working in UK universities or or with UK companies, and, and really try to encourage that kind of behaviour as well. And that's what DNI is all about: it is yeah. being understanding and being open to other values and other other cultures and and other backgrounds. And, and it is a crucial important part as the world is more global and, and you're dealing with teams all over the place and we're becoming more remote. We don't have as much face-to-face contact. Having that, having that mindset of, of being open to, to different people is very, very important. And, and that's something that we should be encouraging as, as stakeholders in, in the business community in, in Singapore. So, yeah, thoroughly agree with, with your comment there. Does it support recruitment? Because if, if, if so, from Barclays, for example, you're very, very passionate about it. Clearly, there are business reasons for it as well, uh, as well as yep. it being the right thing to do. But does it help to recruit talent because people see Barclays as being a diverse organization? They want to and they, they start being loyal to a brand that's supporting lots of diversity around the world. And does that also create opportunities for them to scale up in their career? I think it, it probably does indirectly. I, I don't think companies like Barclays are pushing DNI to to encourage recruitment, but I think it's an indirect result of that is that you attract a, a type of person who has a has a, a broader outlook, who is who is willing to to challenge the norm. It attracts a, a different type of person, and that's really the the kind of people that we want managing our companies in in the future. Uh, hopefully, someone that has a, a much broader lens and is is very passionate about diversifying their, their teams um, and including the values of, of their teams will lead to a better a better business outcome. So I, I, I do agree with that, yeah. The committee has some fantastic events planned in the coming months. Um, we're obviously celebrating Pride Month this month, which um, if you've seen the, the British Chamber of Logo, we've changed that to, to show our support. Can you tell us a little bit more around some of the other activities and the events that are that are coming up? Yeah, absolutely. Specifically for Pride Month, we're doing a Pride podcast. So we have that, I think it's actually being recorded today. We're, we're basically talking about some of the initiatives that companies are doing to, to improve inclusivity in their workforce on the LGBT front. Again, showcasing some of those, those best practices. And that podcast is really an introduction to a bigger session that we'll be holding uh, later in the year, a live session which is a panel discussion where companies come in or representatives come in and talk about some of the, the work that they're doing to in- improve inclusivity across the workforce. That's something that we're scheduling for, for later in the year, and it'll be followed by a, a networking event as well. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to that to that event. Um, and then elsewhere, I, I mentioned mental health, a very important topic at the moment and, and one that is getting a lot of prominence 
in in the in the business community. We we have a, a mental health webinar planned for the 14th of July. So I would encourage as many members to to sign up and, and attend that event as well. On on that event, we've got um, industry experts coming in. We've got a professor from from one of the local universities coming, and also some of the corporates talking about what they're doing on that. So I think that's going to be a really interesting webinar and, and really encourage all the members to, to sign up for that and, and listen in to some of those initiatives. Thank you, Andrew. That's, that's been a really interesting conversation. And for those that do want to get involved with DNI, please do get in touch with the Chamber or the, the committee team to get involved. Thank you very much. It's very nice to speak to you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can share our podcasts and tag us in with the hashtag BritJamSG on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn. For more information on the British Chamber of Commerce in Singapore, please visit www.britcham.org.sg or should you wish to get involved with our podcasts, please feel free to contact us at info at britcham.org.sg.